Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle, and we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are talking about the 1998 American sports comedy, Basketball, with our friend Ron. Welcome, Ron. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm so we're happy so to have you on. <laughs> <We are. laughs> if you want to get to know Ron a little bit better, pause and make sure you go check out his trailer. We'll wait. No worries. But before we dive in, let's get into some housekeeping. I thought that was perfect. It was all right. You guys nailed it. <laughs> I think so. I was. I felt like I should have been involved with that too. I was like, I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> if you love the podcast and you want to support us, here's a few ways you can. Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps us to get more listeners? And we actually have a review this week talking about good movies with better people. That's us. Mm-hmm. Five star from Apple podcast. So here's a fun fact. A few years ago, I was asked to come and co-host a podcast with a friend. The only slight problem is that I absolutely hated podcasts. This is going well so far. Mm -hmm. Despise them, in fact. Oh, even better. Hosting one was great fun, but I always felt super guilty about how I absolutely never listened to one. A few months go by and I happen across No More Late Fees. Almost everything I usually dislike about podcasts simply isn't there. I don't know if that's good or bad. Now I'm worried. (laughs) I want to know what the thing is. (laughs) I do too. They're just like, we just dislike ADHD coaches and we we hear them on podcasts all the time. (laughs) The hosts have a natural chemistry, great film taste, and even better senses of humor. Even if they get lost in some absolute hilarity along the way, they find a clear way back to the topic without ever skipping a beat. That's my job. Yeah. (laughs) If you ever step foot in a real-life blockbuster, this is the pod for you. If you've only ever known Netflix, you're not cool, we can't be friends, and you need this pod for your education. That's a really nice and ringing endorsement. Thanks, Rob, from Every Movie Ever co-host. Our wonderful pod pals who, their podcast is great. They are from Pond. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that. But definitely should check out their podcast. Love them. Thank you so much for the kind words. It really made me teary-eyed a little bit. Just I love getting good reviews. Yeah. And if you want to be featured, leave us a review and we will swoon over it. Yes, unless it's bad, then I'm coming to find you. And don't forget to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform to make sure that you get wonderful alerts when new episodes are live. And if you want to support us further, head on over to patreon.com slash no more late fees and sign up to be a Patreon bestie. You'll get some behind the scenes, some cut footage, Spotify playlists that are called from my burned Ots playlists. So check us out over there. Let's get into this Turner Classic movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. That's great. When slacker friends Joe Cooper and Doug Reamer are challenged to a pickup basketball ga- game against some jocks, 
They counter by proposing to play a game they learned called basketball, which combines basketball and baseball. Clever name. In reality, they are improvising all the rules, but somehow the sport becomes a hit. A promoter forms a popular league, but after his death, a rival owner wants to change the rules to increase profits. The movie stars Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Yasmin Bleeth, Jenny McCarthy, Robert Vaughn, Ernest Yang, <laughs> Diane Backer, I hope. And it was directed by David Zucker. And you can watch it on Stars, Hulu, Amazon. You have to pay for it. It's not free anymore. Oh, yes. I thought I watched for for free on Amazon. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Maybe I bought it. I don't know. I just click add to cart all the time. So maybe it's just a thing. Anyway, I don't even know how I watched it partially. (laughs) So... (laughs) But it's be- my favorite sports movie of all time, it okay? Is. It's the <laughs> ranking in the trailer. <laughs> well, before we get started, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K, Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with their initial rating. Our scale consists of... Would wa- <laughs> Would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play and repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Uh, okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. This movie trash. <laughs> That's the it. Ron. That's all I got to say. I, I think 15-year-old Ron would absolutely buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think 15-year-old to... Ron did buy it. <laughs> <laughs> or at least nah. rented it over and over again. 15, 16-year-old Danielle, I guess that's how we were when this came out. I'm not sure. It's a same-day rental. I, re- I, I believe one of the guys in our group made us watch this shit. <laughs> and not impressed. Jackie? Not only did I own the VHS, oh, I own the soundtrack to this movie. Of course. Well, the soundtrack is a whole oh, other thing. Especially, well, we'll get into that later, but the Trey <laughs> Parker renditions of songs are phenomenal. Talk <laughs> uh, about the box office. Okay. Danielle, you look super stoked to do this movie. Let's go. <laughs> it's going to be a hilarious ride, I'll tell you that. I got things to say. Did you take notes? In my brain. <laughs> <laughs> the movie had a... Jesus. The movie had a budget of $25 million. And it made $7 million worldwide. Wow. This is the definition of a flop. It, it Basketball was in its flop era. Wow. Yeah. It was released on July 31st, 1998, and it opened alongside... Now, I do have to say, the movies that it came up against, just wait. It was a slaughterhouse. The Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan's version, The Negotiator, and Ever After. It had no chance. No, yeah, it was was screwed from the get-go. Yeah, (laughs) and it was also 
Saving Private Ryan was number one. So like, there was nowhere to go. Just nowhere to go. I feel like um, this was a movie that got rented a lot, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe it did not do well in theaters, but I think movies like this don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You guys would know better than I would. Sometimes <laughs> they do get, like, a cult following, and then it just... Yeah. But it, it, I think it has a very niche following, and it mm-hmm. didn't get, like, a cult status. I okay. think a lot of people rented it at the time, because remember, this is the height of South Park. I think they had only done one season, so I think the more that that show got popular, the more curiosity maybe. Right, and yeah, because this... it wasn't, I think they even said they thought they were doing, I think, like South Park, like promos and stuff during this because they had thought South Park would be canceled by the time they did this. Yeah, so they were like, let's get, let's get get that some... money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this movie was on heavy rotation on Comedy Central. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Times, Jack Matthews, labeled the film as sleep-inducing and by far the most inane and badly written of the comedies made by any of the creators of the classic 1980s send-up airplane. Our boy Lil Raj at the Chicago Sun-Times, aka Roger Ebert, he echoed this sentiment in his negative review giving the film one and a half stars out of four and saying the film tries to buy laughs with puerile shocks. Damn. And in in response to a negative view from Roger, um, Parker and Stone named South Park's second season's 11th episode, Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods. Parker and Stone also reference basketball's negative reception in South Park's season eight episode, The Passion of the Jew. I don't even like to just say Jew that way, but I'm just saying the name. Sorry, I apologize. Wow. I will say that Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I hope I got their names. I always like get the, the first name yeah with, yeah. The wrong, with the wrong last name i mean they have cis het white man energy like they are not afraid to say whatever the fuck they want do whatever they fuck the want they want <laughs> with zero ramifications they don't care who they offend they don't mm-hmm. and i kind of appreciate that they're equal opportunity offenders and then there are certain points in this movie where they point out like like Terrible colonialism. Thing. Like Yeah. Like, no, there was there there was times where both Gwen and I were watching and it was like, well, they're like they're not wrong. Like, I don't know. It was like but then like a half second later, it's like, and that's really fucking offensive. Yeah. Right. Even for probably the late nineties, there might have been some moments where you're like uncomfortable because it's like this is but I don't, especially now, this movie doesn't hold up. But yeah, yeah. This, so this is like the first and only project that the two of them have worked on that they did not write. So right. I think there's a lot of them in it besides like starring, but like they did a lot of improvisation, improv, and they gave a lot of ideas to the writer and mm-hmm. director. So there is a lot and of I their aura like- in it. <laughs> I feel like some of the best parts are the ones that have like been noted as been the improv scenes where they do the whole like Star Trek in the hospital scene. They're like quoting 
Star yeah. Trek to one another. That was all improv and it it just had a different feel to it. And you could mm-hmm. see like they were completely enjoying themselves. Right. Where everything else kind of felt forced and they knew like these jokes were not landing, but they signed the contract. So Right. Yeah. I honestly think the movie would have been better had they written it themselves. Agreed. And they yeah, they should have just rewrote it. But again, they were in a different position when this mm-hmm. came out. They weren't the guys who went in dresses to <laughs> the Academy Awards. They mm-hmm. didn't have the longest running, well, one of the longest running TV shows of all time on, right. you know. I, I think it wasn't until like Team America where they're like, oh, these dudes kind of know what they're doing and team america was written by them right yes did they i haven't seen it since it came out i'm I'm sure you y'all have watched it no i've never Mm -hmm. seen team america really those puppets creep me the fuck out they look like the they're creepy but like i feel like even with that too it's a lot of like pointing out things Mm -hmm. making a joke but being self-aware and there was a little bit of that in this like there was times i was like at least it feels like they're self-aware of it and so it's it's i don't know they're making fun of themselves but then also it's just i feel like they just missed the mark on a lot of things but there were so many quotable things that aren't offensive that i've said that i just feel like (laughs) i still have to you know support my number one favorite comedy comedy of all time (laughs) but yeah I do uh, think it's interesting from a casting standpoint that they were not the first choice mm-hmm. that Zucker wanted Chris Farley to play the lead role. Right. And he actually turned them down. Mm-hmm. So that's what ended up getting Parker and Stone because South, South Park was huge at the time. And I also wonder what would this movie have been if he was the lead? <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have been what it is for sure. Yeah. That wasn't his kind of comedy. And they also brought on Squeaks. I don't know the actor's name, so you might have to grab <laughs> that for me. Um, I, I feel bad that like the premise of this character of like yeah. laughing at him is that he's just a small petite man who they just keep making fun of oh, and degrading. Terrible. Yeah, he had heavyweights energy, like. Yeah. he can't do anything about it it's who he is as a person like you can't but also i and and like <laughs> i was telling gwen this and this is would be why i would knock it down maybe from my favorite worst <laughs> comedy of all time is one of the criteria that i said is like does it hold up from like sports sense and just looking at it like he would be such a liability like if we're to at least believe that these two guys <laughs> you know didn't have jobs and just shot hoops all day and played video games there's a chance they would be good at basketball at least shooting mm-hmm. although trey parker's shot looks is offensive that's the most <laughs> offensive part of this movie the way he throws a throws a basketball but if we're to believe at least that like hey these dudes play basketball and shoot every day then there's a chance like sure they could make the shots that they're making as often as they are but squeaks no way like He's a lot. Why? How is he the third player on the team? They have three other dudes on the bench. You're telling me not one of them could <laughs> shoot better than this guy? He um, was ride or die. He didn't turn off their gas, and they <laughs> are loyal as much as they like to pick on him. Yeah. They're loyal to him. 
But I think the only thing that really made me laugh before I dozed was <laughs> when he was in the jacuzzi. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then he's like, hey, guys, what's up? Guys, guys. And then they just literally put a fucking mannequin in there and you just see it like <laughs> swirling. That was the only thing that made me laugh. Going to like what Roger said about the shock value. We we were literally watching it just going like it's it's joke after joke after physical comedy, after slapstick, after in your face, after shock value in like a 10 second span. And yeah. it's just quantity over quality for sure the amount Mm -hmm. of jokes in this movie is outrageous to where it's just like firing them at you and you're like do you like any of them does any of them hit oh that one good but it 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 feels like like a writer's room Mm -hmm. yes it was like you didn't have time to digest anything because it was just like on to the next thing and like sometimes like one-liners that's great because you're like oh that was funny i'm gonna use that but then like you get like shot not only shocking the kid with the paddles but then squeaks is getting that was such an uncomfortable scene too (laughs) like it was broken up by that one thing but yeah yeah. oh man Uh, it was just it was uh, okay the only Uh, thing i was excited about and this is gonna be pretty funny (laughs) was that i was like oh wow it's so cool to have like Jenny McCarthy and Yasmin Bleeth in the same movie, but then I was confusing Yasmin Bleeth with Carmen Electra. Uh, and I was yeah, like, yeah. it's like two powerhouses, <laughs> but I was wrong. Speaking of power, there are so many cameos from sports yes. commentators in this movie. It is crazy. And I did hear, I think it was. It wasn't Al Michaels. Who was the other one? It was, yeah, it was it's Bob Co- Co- Costas. Yeah, Bob Costas says Costas, that yeah. he gets approached still to this day with people just saying to him, like, you're excited. Feel these nipples. And he's like, <laughs> and I will never, like, get away from that. Like, my kids, like, I'm with my kids and that happens. I was like, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> like, It's like, crazy they're they're in this movie. Yes. Oh yeah, Trey, it was, gosh, I wrote some of them down because I was just like, unbelievable that they're in it. But yeah, it's Kenny Mayne and Dan Patrick and yeah, Bob Casas, Al Michaels, just, I mean, ESPN's like premier sports cat, like all of them are in it. So that's yeah. pretty fun too. And then Reggie Jackson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and like, it's insane. And then you get <laughs> Robert Stack from unsolved mystery <laughs> he was really funny he was and i'm like he is so serious like you know him as this really serious dude and then you think okay there's the first bit cool what's his face is missing and yeah. then it like comes back a couple more times i'm like how many like this guy actually has a role it's not just a cameo at this point <laughs> i think it's crazy that the amount of money that Al Michaels and Bob made from this movie. So I I guess Al Michaels found out that Bob was making $50,000 while Michaels agreed originally for $15,000. But when he found out that Bob was making 50, <laughs> he went back and they gave him 60 so that like he would be making more than Bob. But that's a lot of money. Yeah, especially then, for sure. Like, just cameos. 
they sat behind um, a desk for like a couple hours, shot all their scenes, and then they were like, mm. they said some stuff that is not their like talking about unmask like unmasking like some what was the one thing about where he said it's hard to believe that only five years ago this game was being played in driveways and then he goes and it's hard to believe that those girls five years ago those girls were in grade school and we're like yeah wow (laughs) that's a fifty thousand dollar line right there yeah (laughs) to get your lawyer Um, ready (laughs) there's i i want to know if it bothered anybody else that i don't think that anybody dressed like the preppy guys did in the beginning when they were like they had sweat do people really wear sweaters around their necks no we <laughs> like, we went to a pretty affluent high school and maybe they that, did when they were older right i take that back i'm pretty sure there were a couple of girls in high school that Okay. sweaters like that but it it's was... like they were growing up in the 80s and that's what they would wear right that's fair. it was not it was what like we... a yuppie look okay more than all right, right. but um, i don't think anybody was wearing that in 98 97 no I, I i thought that might have been a little off but um yeah i i feel like up until that scene of the movie especially if we take out britney's mom's room scene Ugh. that there was still potential at that point for this to be like a good movie. <laughs> like talking about the first five minutes. Uh, <laughs> and then it just went downhill. I so, feel like there's so many redeeming parts where I'm like, well, that like little bit is pretty good <laughs> in a vacuum. You could really make this a really awesome 10 minute movie. I think if we, yeah, just, like, if it was a short, them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is an SNL skit, and I think we've got something. Yes. (laughs) Or at least Mad TV. Let's paint the picture for the audience. So we open up, it's the late 70s. We're at a baseball game with two kids who are best friends. And Reggie Jackson is at the plate. Coop catches the ball. And then it kind of merges to present-day football and they said because of the excessive celebrating where we get the river dance scene, uh-huh. stadiums are promoting products just from it, which is true. Like yeah, all, it, all of it is still true. Our our name, I mean, I really like the like Kotex Stadium and it had a blimp shaped like a tampon. I really did enjoy that. <laughs> it's like preparation H and they had the like <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And then they said, like, they kept changing cities because they were offered more money to go play in different cities. Still true. The Raiders are in Vegas now. And it was so funny. Like, we still use this line all the time where it's like, and the Lakers moved from Minneapolis to Los Angeles where there are no lakes. (laughs) And the Jazz moved from New Orleans to to Salt Lake City where music is outlawed. And that (laughs) is hysterical. (laughs) <laughs> and it's still them like shitting on you know mormons which they love to do yeah and it was exactly <laughs> what that is yeah, w- what is that about like why do they have such a thing about mormons D- does anybody know like where that comes from i don't know i they, wonder like if... hyper yeah i mean the book of mormon which yeah. is incredible like it's so good yeah like so i don't know it's and i mean orgasmo is about a mormon so yeah, we gotta really, do some research and find sure. what that's about. Yeah. 
Um, but th- like those lines are fantastic, and it really sets you up for disappointment. <laughs> after that. It really does, because the whole premise is like no one's going to sporting events anymore. The player pool has been diluted. They're getting like just anyone off the street. They're combining games, which is what this whole movie is about. So they make fun of it. Yeah. Yet they do it. They do it. <laughs> Yeah. It's not like they come up with a whole new game. It's literally just combining horse and with baseball scoring. So then we meet what's the other guy's name? We meet Cooper and oh, Reamer. Reamer, thank you. Mm-hmm. We meet Cooper and Reamer as adults. They're going to this girl Brit- Brittany's party. This whole scene was stupid anyway. Like, they could have right. just walked up to people on a basketball court. Yeah. Right. And it's like, she's going away, and he he literally says, we're here because I want to fuck her. I'm like, sir, your <laughs> hair. Do something. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like you're trying to. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm like, what is that hairstyle? Like, it's bleached and fried and it looks like you cut it with a bowl and then it like touched one of those balls and just like it floated out i don't so bad it's so bad bad. and it doesn't get better (laughs) it doesn't get better (laughs) so yes we get the unfortunate scene in britney's mom's room where they're sniffing her undies and licking her dildo yeah it was like right i was like (laughs) <laughs> and drinking out of a bidet like let's yes. not forget they drank oh. out of a bidet as well but when he was licking the 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 fake dick i, I couldn't think <laughs> of it the, the vibrator, vibrator. he was still licking it when he saw her come in the room yeah. like he didn't even stop mm-hmm until and then the way that she said it because like you wouldn't say why you're in my mom's room because we met her dad downstairs you would normally say why are you in my parents room yeah right but you had to she had to say and mom she didn't Horton. look that upset either no which was weird just not not great acting from i mean if we're gonna talk about that from anyone <laughs> besides honestly i think squeaks was a phenomenal actor <laughs> i thought he did a really great job but especially when he did that scene in the <laughs> In the which part? Of the hot tub. The hot tub. Oh. <laughs> uh, I thought his scene at the end, Danielle, you didn't see this. At the end, <laughs> you did fantastic. When he was in the pineapple suit. Yes. Like, Danielle, you missed that scene. <laughs> did I? <laughs> it was... There's some, I, I keep telling you, there's some redeeming qualities in this movie. I want you to go, listen, I'm after this, go, back. go I'm watch go it. Back. Text me, let me know what you think. But especially that scene. Up I on, think he... on threads. Yeah. And start <laughs> at me. A, a hem. <laughs> uh, knit me a sweater and it'll be great. <laughs> so then we get the basketball bet. It's the jocks versus these two <sighs> dudes. They don't ever have jobs, do they? No, they don't. No. And the reason why they even come up to like wanting to not the guys challenge them to a one on one basketball game. And then they say they're betting money. The The reason that they're not even wanting to play is because they know that they can't beat them on one on one. 
and they have no money. Mm-hmm. So they're like m- making shit up as they go of this new game. I don't know why these guys go along with this because they're just making up rules as they're playing. They try to sell us on the fact that the girls think that they're like, it's more manly that they're gonna like beat them at whatever game it is. Like that's the vibe I think they're giving off. Like, and even saying, which is weird. Cause I don't know any girl that like, is that, but when they were like, oh, you're not big sports guys, huh? And they like look at the girls and the girls like look at them like, you're not big sports guys. And they're, you know, like, no, no, we get, we could do whatever you want. And it, it's like attacking their fragility of like ego. Which is, I pride myself on being in a relationship with a guy who could care less about sports. I, I never have to sit on Sunday and watch football, it's the best. <laughs> Yeah, yeah i don't get it <laughs> it's it's weird and there's so with that scene too right and and maybe this is kind of throughout the whole movie another issue that i have when we talk about like rules of the game but like you so psych outs right you can say whatever to make the other person miss except you can't say a gay joke which they show in one of the scenes because you get flagged for that but you can say whatever else you want and and squirt things also yeah yeah on them and squirt assault yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, except when he hit them with the board and then he got in trouble for that (laughs) but like it's like how is that what why not then just every time just have like squirt guns in their eyes yeah. like good luck like making a hot shot sauce in your eye here you yeah. go yeah there's um, no rhyme or reason to it it's weird or how ridiculous it is that if i'm shooting a shot and you can say something to me that makes me like fall over and throw the <laughs> ball or like every time it's not even just like i make the shot but i'm distracted so it doesn't go in the basket it's like they fall forward i'm like why are all these men falling down (laughs) or then they'll be like yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just want to know what direction the director gave each time for this shit Was there a director? Was it? <laughs> it looks oh, no. like they they gave them an idea <laughs> and they just said go. I think I messed up the guy who plays Squeak. I said that his name was Diane Batcher, but I, I guess it should be Dean Dean or something. Is that Not I didn't Diane. know. I don't know his name. He hasn't been in much. Do you but... want to say it again? No, I think it's funnier this way. Okay. I do too. We can just, we can just... I, I, when I was looking up something for this movie, he looks very different now. He does. He has like silver hair. It's a vibe. But he also kind of looks like DJ Qualls. He gives me that vibe. Okay. Really? Yeah. Now? Yeah, like I if like you just like Google his name, like the first picture that pops up from Getty Images. What's his name again? I'm just D- Googling squeaks. D- and it's D- not D I A N B A C H A R. Dean. Dean. Bakar. Oh wow. Yeah, he... I mean, he's in his 50s, so. Yeah. 
crazy. <laughs> Just that's something. So now we're back at their house. They're playing basketball. And then this is when we meet Squeak. His real name is Kenny. Shocking. Also um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he's there to turn off their gas because they haven't paid because they have no jobs. And then they're like, he's like, do you have, is your dog in the yard? And they're like, no, it's fine. And then it's a fucking Rottweiler that attacks him. And then, and they always call him bitch or little bitch. It's even when like they are in the national basketball league. His nickname. Yeah. It is. Like, and his know? first name is squeaks. They don't even use, they say squeaks, little bitch, scolari. And it's just, <laughs> so it's sad. Or like the part when he, when he like, Oh, sorry. Continue. No, no, no you're fine. We jump all over the place. Please. When he, when he's like, when he's in there and they're just like, yeah, it's because you're a little bitch. And then he's just like, you know, you guys are always ragging on me. If you do that 13 or 14 more times, <laughs> I'm going to leave. And it's just, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy that part fun. because you do have, you know, people like that where like, you're like, why no. are you friends with them? Right. They just give you shit. And it's just like, oh, you know, like it's always just an excuse. So of course we get squeaks. He does make a bet with them. He loses, but then he becomes, he, he gets fired from the gas company and has to move in. And he's like, okay, well, does this couch pull out? And they say, no, that's the dog's bed. And then like <laughs> give him the dog's bed to sleep in, which is a cardboard box with a yeah. beach towel. And, and he's then, just like, okay. Yeah. No, he's not. He's like, this yeah. is fucked up. Yeah, this is but crazy. he still does it. He yeah, still does he's it. Like picking up the towel, like he's not saying no. And, and the dog fucking jumps through the window <laughs> and attacks him. They do a lot of rules of three in this movie, and they mm -hmm. come back to it, but they never came back to the dog, which I was disappointed in. They didn't because they've. I, there's been times where, like, with the Jenny McCarthy joke about the like sexual innuendos. Mm -hmm. they did it twice and then at the end of the movie they didn't even say it but they like showed her how she like sucked the chrome off of his tailgate and... i for some reason i really thought that was clever with the silver lips i don't know why because and it's because of that it's the rule of three and they didn't say it like the yeah. first one where it was like I'm gonna have you lay some carpet if you know what I mean. And then she's laying carpet. And then it's like, go buffer my, you know, lobby if you know what I mean. <laughs> and they do that. And then an hour later, she's just holding the thing and there's the a trailer on her lips. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> like that's I think that kind of stuff to me, like that's subtle, is why this is the greatest comedy sports movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um but right before that scene, too, they were talking about, and I never got this as a kid, and it's because there was nothing to get, right? <laughs> like, you know, you watch some movies sometimes, you're like, oh, but they keep going like Steve Perry, Steve Perry. And I was like, why is that a psych out? And then like later on, I heard this time watching it when he was like walking away. He was like, come on, dude, we said no more journey psych outs. It's like, I just can't think of anything. And like. Then they use Steve Perry again for squeaks. And then the joke, it was just like, we've got nothing and mm. it doesn't matter, I think. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's we 
as friends now when i talk about things that we still say like when we were playing beer pong in college we'd go like steve perry steve and <laughs> no fucking idea why but we did it <laughs> we do see the popularity of base basketball growing in the neighborhood there's a ton of people watching them play um Coop cuts up the lazy boy to create a basketball and they want us to believe number mm-hmm. one, he made a basketball out of a lazy boy. And number two, he welded together a scoreboard. They have skills. They're just, but they're a lot of DIY going on. A lot yeah. of potential, just not, you know, execution. They're ADHD ears, lots of potential. <laughs> and they just can't. <laughs> get it together right i I do really like the so ted denslow shows up played by Er ernest borgnine fantastic Um, i was like why is he in this movie (laughs) (laughs) everybody need to check we have to remember that this is the the guy one of the guys behind airplane i think that's why a lot of people said yes to this and then also knowing that these two were blowing up from south park so people were like okay this is gonna be a hit mm-hmm. it will you know Plot i twist. don't know why <laughs> narrator so, it wasn't <laughs> he he shows up and he's talking to coop about starting the Nas- national basketball league and he says kids these days have the attention span measured in nanoseconds and i'm like this is still accurate today <laughs> yeah so it isn't the cell phones then huh it's no. not wow it's it's the same as people going like no one wants to work these days and they no been one's saying ever it for like wanted two centuries. to work yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- hey guys i'm darcy founder of spirit and i'm kelly the chief technical officer of spirit back in 2011 we formed the Supernatural Paranormal Investigations and Research Institute, searching for answers to mysterious things that were happening in our little corner of Canada. And we haven't stopped searching for those answers ever since. Join us on our podcast, Canadian Spirit, as we dive into all of Canada's most famous and forgotten paranormal mysteries. Examine the evidence and try to figure out what might be behind Canada's ghosts, cryptids, and UFO encounters. In Canadian spirit, you'll get a peek behind the curtain and see for yourself what being a paranormal investigator is really like and learn something about Canadian history, which isn't as boring as it sounds. Even if it is, we're a pair of chuckle fucks, so we'll do our best to make it entertaining. So come along for the ride and discover for yourself what makes the land of maple and hockey so wonderfully weird. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, you know, wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, raccoons are aliens, werewolves are perverts, and ghosts are just downright rude sometimes. Back to basketball. <laughs> God, Let's do it. I, do we have to? <laughs> but it's the best part of the whole re- movie. Real big fish shows up. Oh, Real big fish. The end credits so we got there. Already. I know. They show up. They are performing at the one first. Of the games. Yeah, yeah, one of the games. The first. They've done a couple. They view. come back a couple times. But they yeah. do. And it's at this point, I text. Well, I text message Nick. our friend Nick. I said. I have to watch basketball and I'm terrified. (laughs) 
And then I said, I forgot real big fish is in this. And he said, in all caps, that's its only redeeming quality. (laughs) (laughs) And then I don't know why I forgot that because I mean, most of the soundtrack are just, is real big fish and covers by real big fish. So yeah. So I was very happy at that point. And now it's five years into the league. Squeak is still a little bitch. Their team is called the Beers. I feel like we could have been a little more creative. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Especially considering all the other team names were far more creative than the Beers. Some were borderline... Offensive. Offensive. But... Shout out to the San Francisco Ferries. (laughs) Right. And then what, we get what's like, going on there. No, but like the whole thing with the fairies is we instead of women cheerleaders, we get men cheerleaders. The second mm-hmm. that came on, I said, say Gwen was like, finally, <laughs> she was just like, we're just uh, you know, objectifying women. And then, like, five seconds later, she goes, Oh, wait, this is to make fun of gay people. Yeah, awesome. And I was like, yeah. yeah, but then he comes and says, We can't do gay jokes. And I'm like, but this whole team is one giant gay joke. <laughs> yeah. And so like like you said, they are self-aware and yeah. it's almost like a like joke within a joke and offense. They They're were just, like, maybe we can do this without offending, but you it didn't work. You yeah. did not. <laughs> um, what are the highlights of this? Oh, we meet Yvette, played by Jenny McCarthy. He, She is married to Ted, who is mm-hmm. the owner of yep. the beer. I thought he was the owner of the whole league. So it's super weird because he technically is, but also the owner of the beers. And I think the way that they've made this, because they talked about like the bylaws and how why none of them are making money. And so I sat there and again, putting this in like if real world terms, you know, they're not getting paid. It's just about the like, you know, the like, I don't know, the glory, right? Because they said that in the beginning. You got to figure though, these owners had to put in money. Right. And obviously they're upset they're not making money, but like why are there just billionaire owners then? Wouldn't wouldn't then anybody be? I don't know. It it gets weird, but I think that it's it's also and then I wanted to add this before I, I forget is like if you've got these teams where anybody could be in it, like why are we picking only major cities? Like it would have been really great to have some like random cities. And just men. Why is it a male-only league? Women can shoot baskets. What? Like, it's hard? I'm surprised. (laughs) I think women would have an unfair advantage because you just flash every man and then you're distracted. There's That would have been a better joke than the San Francisco Ferries to have the men as the cheerleaders with women as the players. Yeah. But... I another interesting thing that maybe only I would pick up on, but they're in Milwaukee is like they didn't talk about it, but like it's kind of like the Milwaukee Brewers, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the beers. And he grew up they both grew up in New York because they were at a Yankee game. 
when Reggie Jackson hit the home run and like none of that was talked about and that bothers me so fucking much. <laughs> like why are they living in Milwaukee now? The game was yeah. it a Yankees game? It was at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it was Yankee Stadium. And he, they were Yankee fans and he had and Reggie like shows up at the end too and it's like that would be weird that reggie jackson specifically shows up there and like i don't know there's so many things that make obviously the movie can kind of make zero sense but there's so many (laughs) things that don't check out where i'm like man this was not thought out well which is also disappointing yeah because if we go through the movie so the whole premise of the movie is these two dudes that don't have jobs create this game but are not monetarily profiting off of at all this game that they created and then the subplot is that there is an owner that wants to because the whole thing about cooper is like he wanted to maintain the integrity of the game he didn't want any advertising or endorsements or anything that would kind of get in the way of the spirit of the game well then you have this other owner that wants to monetize the sport. And so he's trying to, so long story short, Dan, Ted, Ted dies. You need that in a minute. (laughs) There's bylaws that say that you need a majority or you need like the other people to vote. Yes. Mm -hmm. For them to open things up and get sponsors and whatever. And so this other guy is looking at, the owner of the beers as the bottleneck from that happening so obviously when he dies now he's looking at cooper as being the thing that he has to overcome so that he can make the money he wants the the team because cooper actually gets the team from in the will uh, in the will so they if he doesn't i think he has a certain amount of time that they have to win their world champion or whatever ship for it not to right. revert plot. Back. now we have a plot yeah right. <laughs> kind of <laughs> so uh, yeah so ted dies at a game he chokes on a hot dog and, and he didn't have to die he when they when he's doing compression right or you're whatever, just like wow someone grabbed the hot dog the yeah. hot dog is what coming at thousands yeah. of people watching someone do something <laughs> Uh, so um, uncomfortable uh, so uncomfortable and then they have which i kind of enjoyed because like i've been at baseball game where it's like here's this bobblehead of a random player enjoy and, and it's like come for bobblehead night or come for like, oh and this one was doesn't it wasn't night. a dozen egg night yeah and so everyone <laughs> does an egg and because the beer's lost they just start chucking eggs at them and then there's another what an unfortunate night. thing to happen on Dozen Egg Night. <laughs> See, some of these jokes are good. They are. <laughs> and then, like, there's another scene where it's chicken night, and they're, like, literally everyone Free-range chicken. Yes. Free-range chicken. They're sitting in the stands with chickens. And then the so kid's many like, chickens. can you sign my chicken? And then, like, know how that's I'm... funny. <laughs> on this show, I always push and and speak about the lack of diversity in the, some of these movies i will say that this is one of the movies where it's totally okay that there is very little diversity in it from black well, people in they it. definitely sure there was 
I think Kareem was the only black person in this movie. And, and I'm Reggie fine Jackson. with that because oh, I'm and Reggie. A, yes. I'm a true believer. And I told Jackie this white people have culture too. And they can have their own things. When if this black, is our culture, that's really sad. When black people say stop appropriating our shit, go make your, your shit. This is it. This is the white people shit that we're talking about. You can have it. We don't want it. But they were there was a lot of other diversity in this movie there where was. they just made fun of it. Yeah. Like there was so much like what was the like the what are the well that was the the felons. It was the Dallas felons. What was the Miami team that was well at first they had them cooking the chicken in the dugout and just terrible. I, I forget now because I think I didn't write notes for that part. I just was like, I'm here, I'm done with oh, this. There, oh, here we go. I have the list. Are you ready? Oh, of teams. Yeah, let's hear it. Dallas Felons, mm-hmm. Detroit Lemons. That's funny. Yeah. Like a car being a lemon. And all the guys had like like the plumbers cracks, like when they bent over the Detroit Lemons, because yes. they were all like mechanics, I guess. Los Angeles riots, not funny. No, and there was a lot of racism in that that whole bit too. Nope. <laughs> Here it is, the Miami Dealers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee beers. New Jersey informants. There was some. That was pretty funny. It's it. Listen, as someone born in New Jersey, it's really <laughs> funny to make fun of people from New Jersey. Right? I'm so. so- I say that all the time. <laughs> I have it's a blast. <laughs> I'm so sorry that New Jersey's on your birth certificate, by the way. It's okay. I am too. <laughs> no, I, I have I have some love for New Jersey, but but not not a ton. It's I weird. love their diners. That's they have fair. Great yeah, diners. Yeah. Yeah. Great diners. Sure. They gave us full gowns, so I can't be. There you go. Sure. There's some really beautiful parts of the state but not where i'm from um <laughs> as for the kevin smith the, it's like a clock it could be right twice a twice a yeah, day for yeah. sure yeah me and kevin smith that's what you exactly. get from New jersey yeah. it's <laughs> um, quality we, we have the roswell aliens that, that was, was funny yeah it was weird was was that they had anal probe night yeah <laughs> they were giving which was a south park reference yes yeah lots of south park references lots of south park references mm-hmm. san antonio defenders and their whole like even instead of like it being a house that the basketball hoop is mounted on it was the alamo mm-hmm. and then the san francisco fairies yikes fantastic <laughs> which so... i feel like there should have been more teams because when they showed the playoffs and there was like it was like nine months of playoffs which is funny yeah, but also <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, if you think they and again, like these are all major sports teams. I think they missed a real opportunity to not have this be like neighborhoods in different states, yes. right? Like really small towns that no one's heard of would be, would totally make sense for not making any money from this. Like, what city yeah. would build a stadium that wasn't going to make any money? Right. <laughs> like, so after Ted dies, like immediately after Ted dies, yeah, 
they're in the locker room celebrating the the other team is in the locker room celebrating yep. the win while the guy is like like <laughs> oh we're real sad about ted they're all celebrating of, all of the celebration is happening around him i also did really like that they got loser shirts and hats yeah. too and it's hats. a losers so good <laughs> brilliant i would love if they did that in real life <laughs> yes i would too Instead of uh, making like so and so Super Bowl champions, like just have winners' jerseys uh, and losers' jerseys, and that's what you go out wearing. And you have to, like, and it's the have, rule. If you're exactly. gonna play, you have to sign something. You're gonna wear a loser's hat on the way out. <laughs> oh God. And what's that's the cool. opposite of going to Disney? Like, what's the worst place you could send? Because like the losers oh, should New also New Jersey. Yes. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> You get I to didn't go to the Jersey it. Shore. Have fun. <laughs> I'm going to Atlantic City. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's great. So now Coop is coming out. He and we are introduced, or he's he's exiting the locker room at the end of the game. And we meet Anna, Jenna Reed. Yes, yeah. Bean Bleeth. She works for Dreams Come True, which as she puts it. Supports health challenged and survival impaired children. Survival, survival impaired, impaired is so funny. <laughs> oh my it's God. so terrible. <laughs> oh man. And then, so they ask him for autographs, and they're like, Yeah, the other locker room is really crowded. So we figured we'd come over here. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to throw his basketball to a kid, and he's like, Heads up, big guy, and nails the kid in the head. Yeah. And she's like, he's blind. <laughs> like, oh. And doesn't help him either. She no. just is like, ooh, that's weird. He's right. down the floor now. And his name's little Timmy, and there's like little Joey and little Tom, and it's yeah. just yeah. Yeah. So now we are at the estate distribution. Jenna happens to be there because randomly Ted has left. Uh, dreams come true like six season tickets to the beers. Right. And then they find out Joe. I wrote Joe. I guess that's his first name. Coop gets the team, but with the stipulation that they need to win the Denslow cup or the team reverts back to his wife of three months, Yvette. And so this is when we meet Mr. Kane who owns the Dallas team and he wants to he wants a vet to have the team so that then they have the majority and then they can start monetizing the National Basketball League. And then we get this weird thing where it's like because it's Ted telling like recorded himself telling everyone what they get. And then he's like, everyone can leave except for Joe. I want to talk to Coop. Yeah. Yeah. And then no one leaves and he's like, I really like this cream. Starts rubbing it on his nipples and saying, I'm too sexy. And then mentions the time that Cooper had crabs. And I'm just like. Again, it's joke after joke. It's like, if you don't like this one, you might like the next one. And that's what they did the whole time. Yes. So now then we get the lane carpet joke because now Yvette is with mr kane because she's just old dude hopping from one sugar daddy Mm -hmm. hopping from one old guy to the next so they plan for coop to never win 
then we get a really we're at another game it's cooper's turn to play and he takes this giant wad of tobacco out of his mouth and hands it to a reamer who then puts it in his mouth and it's gross i fell asleep at this point oh this makes sense yeah (laughs) and then we are introduced to little joey who needs a kidney he is a huge cooper fan and then we get a montage of them just spending time with joey because they say he's like i want to hang out with the team yes and since this team doesn't make any money (laughs) yeah they, they go to the laundromat they go and get a massage at a place that uses the word oriental which is Mm -hmm. was upsetting very and then they go to the bar and get little joey drunk when he needs a new liver Mm -hmm. they're just doing tequila shots watching jerry springer yeah and then it's time for his liver operation his his levels are all over first first we want to make fun of trans people too oh yes before we do that yeah so there is a (laughs) woman at the bar and she's mm-hmm. making isaac squeaks he's into it and it yeah. seems like even at the end of the movie yeah still into it that's fantastic but they have to poke fun at the the fact that either she looks a little more masculine or may potentially be trans right so awesome i hate that for you guys missing a lot missing a lot (laughs) oh it gets better or worse however you choose to view it worse worse and so they go to visit joey after he gets out of surgery this is when this scene goes on way too long it's so uncomfortable it's so well they show up to the first place this isn't this isn't a bad bit Right where yeah. they show up and he the the bed's empty that he was at and so they're panicking like oh no I knew it and then they're like oh the, he's moved to the next room they're like oh okay so they run and the, <laughs> there's a door that says morgue like oh no but like he says the same thing over again I forget what it was specifically but and then they're like no gentlemen this room and then they go and he's in there so you're like oh okay oh god. And then, it has that feel of like space balls and yeah. like or like Wayne's World where he shows yeah. up at the wrong chapel. right yeah, yeah 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 so they sit on Joey's oxygen tube not once but twice they Ugh. pull the plug out of the monitor so it's beeping so they think he's coding so then they need to grab the paddles and and shock him but Squeaks is holding on to Joey so he's getting shocked too and they're upping the amperage. And really the only very chaotic and anxiety inducing. Yes. The only part I liked about this scene was, as I mentioned earlier, he, they were improvising some of the line lines. So Reamer says, uh, Coop says something and I can't remember what it is, but then Reamer replies, I'm giving her all I got captain. And then Coop says, I love you. I always have. And, and so, like, like, love you. Always have. <laughs> so, 
So I do enjoy that moment, but that's the only moment in the hospital scene. FYI, Joey is fine. (laughs) Surprisingly. Surprisingly. Yeah. So they realize Mr. Kane realizes that he is not going to get through to Cooper. Like Cooper has his morals and integrity when it comes to basketball. And he's like, no, this is for everyone. Nothing else but to basketball and <laughs> and little children, definitely. Yes. yes. So Mr. King go, goes to Reamer and he's kind of like, hey, you created this sport too. Why did why was the sport uh the team left to just cooper and kind of getting into reamer's head like you could be making millions and so now reamer kind of has a chip on his shoulder this is when we get anal probe night and then we get like the lady dressed as a weird sexy alien in like a unibody suit yeah and then reamer kind of turns the whole team against cooper they're all mad because they're like, essentially, we could have been making money off of this the whole time. And right. it was the holdout. And, and Cooper does say, it's not about money, it's about tradition. And then shows like all of the retired jock straps that are hung on the wall. Of From the- five years of this, like, yes, sport. Yeah. yeah. Nasty. <laughs> There's this is where the scene happens where they're arguing. Mm-hmm. And interesting enough, I was like, oh, this happened before Dude Where's My Car. Yes. And it is pretty much a knockoff of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The the dude fight, as it's referred to, and 21 of those dudes were... So the word dude is spoken a total of 98 times throughout the movie, including the scene after the credits. I didn't watch that. Um, (laughs) Missed it. and 21 of these are during Coop and Reamer's dude argument. So. It feels like they used dude a lot more in this movie than that. They did. I I, I agree. There was a lot of dudage. Happening. I, so much dude. I think that the scene in Dude Wears My Car is way funnier. Yes. It is. It is. But listen, you know. Basketball had to walk before And that's that's what this movie should have been. Like the yeah. level of ridiculousness that dude wears my car is, but the levity and the comedic timing of dude wears my car. That's right. what we needed in basketball. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just feel like Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. Yeah did such a good job there they playing that innocence mm-hmm. you know i think reamer his character is just like a sleazeball and yeah. he embraces it but it's hard for me to believe like cooper is just like this man with a heart kind of vibes True. i feel like they should have just doubled down on both of them kind of being shitheads mm-hmm. Because he was a shithead in the beginning. Yeah. And nothing like, yeah. He wanted to fuck Brittany. And they called him, like, called Squeak's little bitch the whole time. Yeah. And they're like, it's like, they should have kept that up and it changed somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere yeah. someone was like, oh, he has to be a decent human being. Yes. He, he has to have redeeming qualities. So now uh, Jenna is crying um, because funding has been cut uh, for her foundation. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how it was cut, but Mr. Kane had something to do with it. Right, because he knew six people on the board, uh, I think right. is what he said. And this was one part where 
I was just she comes and she's like, I didn't mean to ruin your game. It's like, then why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us afterwards, babe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, that's funny. And then I wrote I wrote I wrote I didn't take titties. notes during this part. I wrote bigger, bigger titties. titties and it was something oh. about the magazine, but I yeah, can't yeah, remember. Yeah. So he was he was telling Reamer or no so the guy comes also was this during the no that was a different scene the guy's like this is how you can save your girlfriend's right. thing and shows him the magazine and he's like you want me to get bigger titties and he's like no that other page and it was a sports line of you know yeah yeah where, clothing clothing line yeah which I was like okay cool just sell shit with the beer's logo on it but like it yeah. seems like it's a whole fashion line that has nothing really to do with yeah the, anything the team yeah I, it's it, just Raymer too that benefits from this but i don't understand so i because they said the caveat is you can do it because charity all the proceeds will go to charity but then how does Raymer get rich does like people people assume he's like philanthropic and so then they start giving him like modeling deals and advertisement deals that is a very gray area of the movie for me because he's it's the only not... gray area really. <laughs> it really is <laughs> otherwise a very solid movie for your favorite sports movie of all time right yeah danielle you don't remember this part right <laughs> <laughs> slip, slip my brain again. <laughs> Remind me. Refresh my memory. <laughs> so then it's just Reamer getting a larger and larger head, wearing giant-ass gold chains. He has an entertainment lawyer. Much internal arguing between him and uh, Cooper. Cooper spending more time with Jenna. Blah, blah, blah. There was a fourth wall breaking there, too, where they did i guess you can say that but he was just like dude you're gonna be in a hollywood movie you sell out and they kind of just like turned their head a little bit because i guess like south park fans were pissed at them for like doing movies as sellouts so they were like that's my fun fact for the day (laughs) (laughs) sell out yet another song by real big fish so now and and the whole time is like jenna is obviously into cooper and cooper is into jenna but the whole time reamer is like acting oblivious like he thinks she's into him it's so weird it's i don't so like it weird. it's like a subplot of the movie that they just needed to not have in there but. yeah and but then reamer is making out with the playmate of the year victoria silverstead playmate of the year <laughs> <laughs> which then that's Cooper's a funny a joke too. Dimension. Which is her which is her film debut, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was she in Out Cold the Classic she... Out Cold? <laughs> right. She was. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. Plays <laughs> the stepsister. Yeah. I love that movie. And Danielle is dreading the day. What? It is so good. I love Out Cold. Dude. Who's doing that movie with us? I think Nick. Uh, can you imagine Nick and so Ron good. doing Out Cold with us? Uh, I'm a drink. Perfection. Out Cold is a classic. Thank you. I don't <laughs> know if it's Nick. 
I'll look. You keep on going. Let's get through this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the problem. Is like there's so many little parts of this movie that you're like, oh yeah, and this happened, and this happened, because it was just fucking firing at you. So now Mr. Kane is in the locker room talking to them how the product line is being made by children in Calcutta. And so it's a sweatshop situation. He has pictures and essentially he's blackmailing them to lose the rest of their game. So Yvette can Mm. absorb the team. But during the scene, they are naked and the (laughs) penises are like, I'm not even exaggerating, Danielle. They're like six feet long. Yeah. That they keep showing. I'm like, why? Well, they show them once. What yeah. is what and is that? Jokes. What is that fascination? Like first and foremost, I'm gonna say another PSA: men. Yes, a certain size penis matters to an extent, but I don't want a fucking leg in my <laughs> vagina. It's not what I'm wishing for. And to be honest. If you really want to pleasure a woman, it's less to do about your penis and what you're doing with your tongue. I'm just (laughs) and let you know. Continue. (laughs) So we get ridiculously large dongs, as I wrote Mm -hmm. in my notes. Mm -hmm. I think this thing was just to make Yasmin believe say like what she had to say in her lines which were things like what did she say like well endowed big penis i don't know but she just like oh 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 and like ran off and that was her first scene that she shot yeah i I saw that too yeah i feel bad i mean to think to think that you had a better job situation with baywatch could you imagine baywatch was the better job experience that's crazy so now Cooper is going to make things right in the world because Jenna knows about the sweatshop sweatshop mm-hmm. pictures and she's like, they're going to shut down the organization, all the children. And so Cooper flies to Calcutta and this is the scene that made me absolutely horrified. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? He flies to Calcutta? Yeah. yeah. India? Uh-huh. Yes. To do what? I don't remember this part. I said this I to Gwen before. I was like, I watched this. I was like, I don't remember him going to Calcutta. I don't either. So this is when we get him in a Volkswagen Beetle, Danielle. So if yeah. you need to do a part two, there's a Volkswagen Beetle in this movie. Okay. Singing, like he's listening to a song on the radio that's singing about his life, but Matt was the one or Trey was the one who recorded the song. Oh, this is before he went, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. driving to the airport at this Which point. is a great song. It's it's really funny. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and then he flies to Calcutta. Meanwhile, there's unsolved mysteries happening. And they're mm-hmm. like, Cooper has disappeared. Where is he gone? And then it's like a nosy neighbor said he he got in his car with a ticket to Calcutta. But we don't know where he is. Like, yeah. they kept like referring to that and they said like a neighbor and gave her name and then it's like but which who wishes to be remain anonymous and you're like okay <laughs> so it's and just so, constant little jokes like yeah. any way to make things like 
anyway yeah it was and then the hanging like scene yes was pretty weird and awkward but yeah and then they show him in calcutta doing this honorable thing by stopping (sighs) the sweatshop and they're like you need a hard hat danielle the hard hats were turbans yellow hard hat yellow turban hard hats and i was like i for what little redeeming qualities this movie had after that i was like okay i'm out like i can't i I can't (laughs) and i did contemplate turning this movie off but i did not i'm glad i stuck it through since my teammate over here (laughs) i was ill From the movie, yeah, I, I guess <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> as physically ill. And so now the team is really worried. They miss Cooper because Reamer's gotten like a huge head. He walks in with like a crown, like the crown royal crown. Yeah. Like I love that's it. what it looks like. And so he's trying to reassure everyone and they're cheering behind him, but it's because Cooper has returned and restored uh, like righted all the wrongs and gave meaningful jobs to adults in Calcutta and so there's no children working in the sweatshop anymore and now they st- they lose the game at first is it because like they lost their mojo I don't I so that was the other thing too it's like they just were doing really bad yeah and they were down 17 nothing in the seventh inning and then for the seventh inning stretch they had the the event <laughs> Which apparently, oh my god, it was what I what was it? They like they were to our Caribbean brothers to the south, isn't that what they said? They were like, What it was, yeah, while they played Deo, yeah, and it was this giant like set that was constructed, and it was the what do they call it? The Makalaka Board of Trust, or yes. Something. And it was like a, a pivot scale. Yeah, I think y'all was... are just making shit up now, right? <laughs> I think they did too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was they made this huge set with like like a rainforest kind of vibe to it, yes. and there was like. It was the like it was on a different, yeah. The colonizers versus the, which again was amazing. This part we were like, okay, this is cool. But it was mm-hmm. showing the like, their oppressors, and they were dressed up as the. Anyway, and then Squeaks was in a giant pineapple, and they're on this board, and they so Coop and Reamer start fighting. And they have these like tiki torches that they like throw the fire off and they start fighting each other. And then so squeaks. Is this where the white supremacists got the ideas about tiki torches was for basketball? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And so then they. Squeaks gets so mad and starts yelling at them. Like, and he has this monologue that was really good and talking it was. about. Like, and he starts crying, and he's in this pineapple suit, and he's just like, you know, I, like, it makes me so sad, because the reason we started this, it was just a bunch of guys hanging out together, and blah, 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 and what we stood for, and he does this whole monologue about how they've changed, and they need to get it together, and then what happens? (laughs) (laughs) Then they slingshot him. 
yeah he flips across the the stadium because it's like a giant seesaw and then then coop and reamer apologize to each other make up and make out which was their idea trey parker and matt stone full-on like awkward like wrapping tongues around each other and licking each other's faces yes hey i'm mad at it no yeah (laughs) i mean yeah it Gwen even said we were watching. She was like, "I feel like I was like, oh, are they gonna go for? It? They're gonna go for it! Awesome!" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, good for them." And they didn't do like a no homo joke, which you no. would expect no. them to do. They just did it, and and that was I it. I think they've been wanting to make out with each other, or maybe they do it on the regular. Who knows? Possibly. Maybe. I love friends that could show their love for each other. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Jenna was mad at Coop, but she found out that he went and and stopped the sweatshops. So she is this I can't even sweatshops. Hold on, Danielle. It gets better because they get into a cab that is driven by Dale Earnhardt. Junior or senior? Senior. Senior. Oh Jesus. There's just cameo after cameo in this movie. For That's no what their reason. $25 million budget was. Yes. Cameos. And so it, it's the last play of the game and Coop goes to make his shot and his lazy boy basketball falls apart. Like you can see it's all it like duct taped up and it's just, it's shit the bed. And so he he's panicking. He's trying to, he's feeling the other balls bouncing them. Nothing feels right. And then Joey shows up with his new liver and a Barca lounger ball that Jenna helped him make. And so he's like, use my ball. First and foremost, I just want to say those fucking chairs are expensive as yes. fuck. And y'all are just ripping them apart like they're nothing. They didn't yeah. really, you had to like really pay attention to what it was too. I, I'm surprised they didn't make that the bigger joke and like show it's saying Barcalandra. Like it was like hidden and you had yeah. to know <laughs> to like look for it. And so of course it's a very suspenseful like ball bouncing out. Someone hits it, it bounces it's over. It's very similar then... to what happened in the beginning of the movie. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. And so then Coop doesn't behind his head toss hail mary and like, makes it in slow motion yeah yes and so the beers win and so he gets to keep the team him and jenna finally kiss squeaks goes over to his his woman and she's bouncing him up and down like he must have been on a trampoline but she's just like <laughs> has him around the waist and is like bouncing him up and down mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty funny too mm-hmm. and then Reggie Jackson shows up. This is like him. a dream someone has when they're yeah. high. But I love this scene because Reggie Jackson's like, "Here's your ball, man. Don't don't let it out of your sight. Like it's gonna mean a lot to you." The one that popped, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, "I have two out of my three home runs in my last game." Some kid took my Some last little shithead kid. <laughs> and Coop's just like, oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Coop was the kid. And then Reggie was like, oh, and Coop, 
And Cooper turns around and goes, I don't have your fucking ball. And I was like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. And then I don't even remember what Reggie Jackson said. Probably some bullshit encouragement stuff. And then the the movie ends. Reamer s- squirts milk in the eye of Baxter Kane mm-hmm. because he's a big fat loser. And Reamer is now with Yvette for some reason. Question mark. There were the two people left. That's true. <laughs> you know, that they're like, oh, we might as well make out. Yeah. And then the very last scene is them taking a rollerblading lap around the arena with the Denslow Cup and Squeaks is sitting on top, but then they go under the hoop and they and then he gets knocked off. And that is basketball. Yay! We're done. <laughs> um, by the way, I did find the end credits. Oh, what was after it? What is? And it, it is Al Michaels and Bob Costas. Oh, dude, they're just doing. Dude. Are they kissing again? No, they pull it down like they. So the, it was like they were gonna kiss, and then they pulled the thing down, and that was interesting. It. Hmm. Well, David Zucker, who then had a first look deal with Universal, pitched the idea of a lowbrow comedy about a game he invented. So he actually invented this game, Baseball is Real, and played in the 1980s. Zucker had previously attempted to adapt the idea to a TV series without success. And in this pilot episode that was filmed starred Chris Rock, but it did not materialize into a series. Hmm. interesting i i would i don't want to see see it but i'm interested to know how that went yeah gwen kind of i was mm-hmm. like gwen kind of put it out in the last scene where they play the game she's like this game's boring and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah it's really boring. boring i mean well hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go that far. It puts me to sleep every time. Like... It's like free throws. It's literally like they're shooting free throws all over. And like yeah. free throws are boring. Yeah. That too. So that too. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, they did the sports. They did. So. This was Robert Vaughn's hundredth film. What a banner film to to do for your hundred. <laughs> wow. Right? You can get that framed. <laughs> And and it was Kelly Monaco and Courtney Ford's film debut as well as Victoria, like we said. I had to say this because Kelly Monaco is my bitch from General Hospital. What's up? Bop, bop, bop. Got to talk about my soap stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Courtney Ford, I was like, I, where do I know her from? She was on Dexter. She played okay. Trinity's daughter. Spoiler alert. Like we said, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar guest starred in an airplane and then had a cameo in basketball. That was a fa- that was a, actually a fantastic yeah. scene too, where it was like his shoes and something else, and then him. Like, yes. did you see that? <laughs> and then he clocks out afterwards. It's, it was good stuff. Um, and apparently, <laughs> Zucker had co- created basketball in the eighties sure he did cool did you all notice i'm sure danielle did there was a part (laughs) where (laughs) i think they were talking about uh how it 
I think it was the Denslow Cup where they're talking about how it became this like global phenomenon, even though that some people, whatever, but they were showing the people in the booths. And I could have sworn I'm like 99% sure that Ken Jong is is in there. (laughs) But it is such a like it was before he was anything like I'm sure it was him just as an extra. And I wonder if I could find that information somewhere. Interesting. Because I'm like, I like stopped it. And I'm like, I mean, that's, look, I don't want this to come off terribly, but I'm pretty sure that's like, I was like, I don't know what's like, I'm sure he's not credited for it. Right. But because it is like passing people and you see him. So I just, I wonder if there's any way, but. That's the the last thing I've got. Otherwise, we basically hit all my notes. <laughs> Let's see if there's anything else. Um... I wrote down chickens everywhere at one point. <laughs> also, when Yasmin Bleeth was reading that book, The Duality of Women, and she's like talks about it for a minute, and like both Gwen and I was like, I don't get this joke at all. Yeah. Is this even a? Is this just like a? It was like the only couple lines of the movie that didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Well, for their roles in the film, Yasmin and Jenny were both nominated for Golden Raspberry Awards in 1998 for the Worst Actress and the Worst Supporting Actress Awards. However, they lost to the Spice Girls and to Maria Till. I don't know how to say her last name from Godzilla. Yeah. They were robbed. They were. They really were. And the same bowl presented as the championship trophy for the driveway game was an element of the Denslow Cup trophy presented to the champions when the game went professional in real life. There was real baseball happening after this Hmm. movie because we Americans love good things. And then the scene where Joey asked Coop to hit a home run for him on the night of his liver operation is inspired by a real life event in which Babe Ruth visited a sick child in the hospital and promised to hit two home runs for him. Mm-hmm. Love, love that for love homage. that. Well, let, before we get into our ratings, Ron, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social and yeah. check you out. You can follow me on Instagram at basketball lover. No <laughs> ADHD underscore Ron on instagram on tiktok i'm adhd coach ron you can go to my website at adhdcoachron.com i'm on threads as adhd underscore ron and yeah that's my stuff nice and don't forget to check us out at no more late fees on instagram facebook tiktok twitter youtube and threads and we're going to start with you ron what is your present day rating of basketball now that you rewatched it, what were the bottom two options again? <laughs> Same day rental and two day rental. Yeah. That's the last one I can pick. So, like, the bottom of the barrel is same day rental. I'm gonna go same day rental. <laughs> Fair, Danielle. Yeah, that I don't even think I have to. I wish I could put never seen, but. same day rental it is same day rental i never want to see this movie again you didn't even see the whole movie (laughs) i saw too much 
For me, it is a would buy again for the soundtrack and a same day rental for you were trying to give a bitch a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to come through this motherfucking screen if you said would buy again, Jackie. I I just think about how I've watched it two times in the last week. (laughs) You're a trooper. You know what, Ron? That's two more times than I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't. I, I just. I look at it as like my rating now is is I'm never gonna watch this movie again, yeah. unless I'm paid to. Like if there's that's like true. a way, like that's about it. Watch basketball on a loop for 24 hours for like yeah. a grand. Yeah, sure. I think our agents and our military should look into using this as torture. Yeah, I think it would work. Oof. <laughs> well if you have a, a deep deep love for basketball hit us up at our quick drop 909601 and mlf 909601 and leave your opinions tell us your favorite jokes yeah you can also twat us at the twitters while it's still there hem us at the threads or leave a message on our spotify for podcasters account and you could be featured on a future episode and this week we have a special birthday shout out to our good friend atiba and patreon bestie we hope you have a wonderful day we love you so much thank you for all of your support yeah oh that's still me join us next week as we celebrate the 25th anniversary of ever after And 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 thank you, Ron. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, you guys. Picked, you picked up the slack for me slacking off. Oh, you're um, good. You guys are fun. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I could finally do this. This was a blast. Yeah, we can't wait so to have fun. you back on. and i promise i'll be better next time yeah i'm cold (laughs) and as always be kind and rewind